I'm Ben Forrid. I'm Polly Gill. And I'm Alyssa Mendel. And this is Chordscast. Created by the team at the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford, or CORDS for short, which is a rare disease registry working to tie together patients and researchers, no matter their condition and no matter where they are in the world. In these episodes, you'll hear interviews with scientists, physicians, rare disease patients, and advocates, along with updates on our registry and ways that you can get involved. Let's get started. Welcome to an episode of the Chords Cast. I'm Alyssa Mendel, and today I have with me two exciting guests from the Cure Mito Foundation. I have Casey Wolven and Sophia Zibler. Um, very excited to hear what they have to say. They have been making tremendous strides in the rare disease community, and there's a lot of exciting things that their foundation is up to. And uh, we're just going to kind of take it from there and hear from them today. So, uh, Casey, would you go ahead and just introduce yourself and let the audience know, too, what your connection to the rare community is? Yeah. um, Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for having us. We're super excited to share all of our um, exciting uh, initiatives. So um, I'm Casey Willibin. I'm the co-founder of Cure Mito Foundation which was previously named uh, Cure Surf One Foundation. Okay. And uh, Surf One is, is the mutation that my son has um, in Lee syndrome. And so we started this foundation, and we, all, we, we knew that um, uh, Lee syndrome has over 100 different dif- mutations that can cause this disease, Surf One being the most common. So um, we always knew we wanted to expand uh, to accelerate Lee syndrome research. So that's why we, we changed the name to Cure Mito to encompass all of Lee syndrome. Okay, interesting. I did not know that there were over 100 different mutations. That's that's incredible. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sophia, could you also just introduce yourself too to the audience and then uh, what is your connection to the rare community? Yeah, of course, thank you, Alisa. Thank you so much for having us here today. Uh, my name is Sophia Zilber, and I'm a board member and a patient registry director for Cure Mito Foundation. My connection to rare disease community, um, I guess I can say it's both personal and professional. Uh, personal, first of all, um, very sadly, my daughter Miriam uh, died from Lee syndrome a few years ago. We actually five years th- this year. Um, she she was under two months old when she died. And um, professionally, I, I have many years of experience in statistical uh, programming and analysis of clinical trials data in a pharmaceutical industry. So I guess I can say I bring that knowledge to my work with the patient registries and um, feel really, I guess, passionately about really making the best um, of our data and really changing, changing the making a difference um, using data. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear about that, Sophia. I'm so sorry to hear for your loss. I have, I will say, um, 
I admire so much that you continue to show up and just do all of the incredible things you're doing for this community despite your loss. So I really do admire that about you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I I think we kind of can pick up on why both of you are involved in the rare community. Uh, It sounds like both personal with your children having this condition. Uh, So Casey, you mentioned that you were the co-founder of the Cure Mito Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit more about the foundation itself? Yeah, so we started, like we said, um, as Surf One uh, Foundation, and we, we were a bunch of Surf One parents who got together and uh, started a grassroots effort to, uh, to fund gene therapy research uh, for Surf One Lee Syndrome. And so it's just, uh, you know, led by 100% volunteers, parents of affected children who are, you know, we want to make a difference in, in the community. And we understand how urgent this is needed. This research is needed for our children. Um, and so once we, once we kind of got Surf One on the map for gene therapy, and we are IND enabled uh, to file uh, this, this year actually for surf one, we said, let's share, let's share our knowledge, you know, and our experience, what we've learned from surf one, and let's put it towards the other 100 plus genetic mutations for Lee syndrome. And so that's, um, that's been our, our main goal is to kind of go down the list and check off all these different mutations that cause this devastating disease Mm -hmm. and and share our knowledge and what we've learned, uh, with surf one. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, yeah. that that's incredible. Um, I know you guys have started a registry with the Cords Registry, and you guys have been very, uh, you've been recruiting a lot to the registry, and I know Sophia has been analyzing the data with that. How is that helping you to achieve your mission? Um, yeah, I'm happy to, to answer that. Um, so first of all, we are extremely grateful to the families who have been enrolling and also families who've been helping us to share and bring awareness to the registry. And this way we've been able to have uh, many, many patients um, who join, you know, just because of the efforts of our, of our families. So we are extremely grateful for that. We could never do it without them. Um, um, yes, a data analysis is really a huge part of uh, what we are doing with data. I mean, I know it professionally, it's extremely important to start analyzing data early because when we look at the data, we really learn a lot. Um, We learn a lot about, uh, for example, um, what might be missing in our survey or how it can be improved. Or um, we can see where we might need to follow up with some of the patients regarding some of their responses. Um, it also is important for us to know what exactly is in our data because we have either pharmaceutical companies or researchers who reach out to us and they usually want to know, for example, do we have potential participants for their clinical trials or what symptoms or what characteristics our patients have. And so it's it's really been uh, very, uh, I mean, it's been very helpful, very important that we know our data very well. It's um, summarized, it's very easy for us to look up any information 
all the results are available. So anyone who reaches out to us, we are always kind of ready for that um, conversation. And of course, because of that, we've been able to have a poster uh, that will be presented actually next week at a at a MITRE mm. drug development conference. And our registry has only been around for less than five months, and we already have a poster. So that's very exciting, and we can share these results with the entire community, including researchers and industry and patients. And so that that's wonderful. And I also want to mention here that we also have a really strong uh, patient registry team. Uh, our advisors and um, who are really uh, bringing a lot of uh, expertise and giving us a lot of their time, and that's been a real teamwork. So that's something that we are also very, very grateful for, and it's very important to have that that kind of a collaboration and that um, you know that to have their input along along our process. Can I add something real real quick? Um... As um, as a parent, you know you hear registry and you think, oh, what can what can that do for for me and my child? And it it registries are such an important puzzle piece to drug development that um, it is just we we have learned so much since this registry has been open that um, we are so excited to share the information with the community. And I just want to mention this one thing. When you do sign up for CORDS registry, you get to see the demographics um, when you as you're signing up. So you can see where the patients are, male or female, age range. And I think that is amazing as, as a mom with a, with a child of a rare disease, just knowing that there are others out there and you're not alone. So I, I love that feature that you guys uh, offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those are all really, really good points from both of you, um, Casey. I agree that, you know, being able to just have those quick demographics at your fingertips is helpful. But I also like, uh, Sophia, you were mentioning the registry has only been around for five months. And with all of the analysis you have been doing because of the wonderful Kirmido, um Uh, the community that you guys have and how involved they are, you've been able to gather some really good data. And I think you mentioned you plan on presenting it to the community. How do you, I know you were going to have a poster about it, but how would members of your community or others who have this rare condition, how could they find some of the analysis that you've been doing? Do you plan on sharing it with them? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been sharing some insights all along through our social media. But once our poster is presented next week, we're also going to make that poster public and it will be shared through our Facebook and LinkedIn and newsletter. So we'll definitely share it with the entire community. Um, After this poster is uh, shared, we are also planning to work on a larger, more detailed publication because a poster is very interesting, but it only has some of the highlights. We have a lot more data. We also have more enrolled patients now. So we want to definitely go further. And um, so we have a lot more coming up. So we really encourage everyone, you know, to stay tuned for these. And I also actually wanted to add one more point uh, also to what Katie was saying. We know that when patients enroll in registries, they want to know if their information is helping, if their time commitment is helping. So one of the reasons why we're so committed to share the results is that um, we want to have that, we want to have that two-way communication with the patients. We want them to be engaged and we want them to know that they're making a difference 
and whatever time they spend to enroll, they'll be seeing the result of that. And, and I think that's, um, I mean, I think that's very important and we are very much committed, committed to that. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing from both of you is that, you know, getting involved in the registry and contributing your data, that, that it is helping and you guys are able to do tremendous things with the data that you're collecting and you also plan on educating the community with it. Um, is there anything else that you feel is important for families to know about why should they participate in research or why even participate in contributing their data? Casey, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I do. Um, like I said before, it's uh, the registry is an important puzzle piece to drug development. For the researchers to to know this disease, they they need to they need people to to sign up for registries so they can understand the the history of the disease and the trajectory of the disease. So it's very important that as a rare disease, we have as many participants as possible so that researchers and scientists understand the disease better. And um, I'm just super excited that we we already have you know 100 plus patients enrolled, and and like we said, we've learned so many so many we we we've already collected so many great data points that uh, we're excited to share with the community. But um, but the main thing is you know this helps accelerate research for a treatment or a cure for our children. So, mm-hmm. Sophia, do you have any comments or anything to add with that? Um, sure, yeah. So I want to add that uh, one thing that's important for patients to know is that by enrolling into the registry, we are really building a stronger community. Yeah. Um, be- uh, because um, with all the clinical trials that are going on, with the research that's going on, we, we show these numbers and we have more numbers. That tells the researchers, that tells the companies that our community is interested in moving this research forward and interested in participating and that we are a united community. I'm very happy that our registry has a very active international participation. We are mm-hmm. also sharing that in the poster. I think it might be the first one that's UAS based but has um, a very active participation internationally. So that's wonderful. But it's important to kind of keep going and for patients to know that each patient's really making a difference and we're really stronger as a community. We, we bring more awareness to, to this syndrome and to to this research and to uh, to the needs of our patients. Absolutely. When we are all, um, you know, when we join and all participate. Yeah, I, I definitely um, have noticed you guys are kind of, I'd say, one of the leaders, I think, in the rare community as far as foundations go. I know a lot of people do come to you guys and get your input. I'm curious, how do you guys get, uh, how is it that you are making such a strong international presence and how, what, are you, what are some strategies and things you're doing to help um, just educate the community on the importance of enrolling? Because I know other foundations sometimes, they sometimes struggle with that. Right. I think that uh, having having our foundation, ha- ha- we have such a strong SURF-1 background, an international background with SURF-1, that it allowed us to kind of reach out to all the other 
um, mutations in Lee syndrome throughout the countries. Um, we do have a private uh, Facebook group that we that we have, uh, and we invite uh, all Lee syndrome parents, and um, and we have a good uh, communication there to uh, explain what we're doing. Um, Sophia, I know that we have a big uh, Russian community, so I'll let Sophia talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, one thing we're doing that's been really helpful, we have partner families. Uh, families can partner with us, and they're helping us, and we're helping them. We have a Facebook group for them, and this allows families to be more involved. They can bring up their ideas, and uh, we can discuss. And so uh, that engages the family. I think what we are trying to do is really make international families feel like um, they can they can do things in their own language. For example, we recently asked some families to record um, some videos, mm -hmm. and um, some families were concerned that they, they would have a, a strong accent. So we said, don't worry about it speak in your own language and we can do subtitles and this way that helps us reach out you know all the way around the world and they can speak in their own language and and that and that makes um, others in their own country you know mm -hmm. be also involved um i mean i'm originally from russia so we've connected with the russian community and uh, we've helped them i was able to speak russian to them uh, they translated the surveys for their own community so i think um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the key is. I think we're trying to make every person feel like they matter. Right. And I, to feel I, seen based on who they are, you know. Right. And I, and I also want to add, you know, this is not our foundation. This is everyone's mm. foundation. And we really we're transparent. We, 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 you know, every partner family has, this, has a voice in what we are doing. So it's just bringing everybody together and we are a village, you know, and we are, we are all in this together. So, um, that, that helps too, you know, it's not just my foundation or Sophia's, right. it's all of ours. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a good, I like that, what you said there, Casey, too. And it, I, it does sound like one of the things that really helps to get, you know, recruitment to the registry, though, is you are very honest and you're very open to the community about what's going on. You keep everybody in the loop. And I think that is, that is huge. Uh, switching gears just a little bit here, what advice would you give to families or parents who may have a new diagnosis of this condition? Um, Casey, do you have anything, any advice? Yeah, I would say um, don't Google. Do not <laughs> do not Google because it's it's you know your child is everyone is different. You know, so whatever you read, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be pertain to your child. Um, and always know that, you know, when the doctors say no treatment, no cure, go home, there's nothing you can do. There is something you can do. And that is join, joining a community, uh, a, your disease community, and knowing that there are um, grassroots efforts out there that are trying to, um, to, to accelerate research for your particular disease. And, um, and join, you know, like I said, join those communities and, and meet the other parents. And um, it's just, I know when I was first diagnosed, I felt alone or mm -hmm. my son was first, I, I felt alone and, and you know, uh, I, I didn't know much about the disease and, and now creating this community, um, I think it helps just have hope, you know, that, that we, now we have hope. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. good. Sophia, do you have any advice you would give? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with Casey that every situation is really unique. So when someone is newly diagnosed, I mean, it's a huge shock. It's life-changing. So it's important not to, um, I think, reading things online or Googling things can make someone feel a lot worse because every situation is different and um, other people may have completely different um just different details of their disease or uh, their child, and um, that's not necessarily helpful. We have uh, we have a guide for newly diagnosed patients that we put together on our website that provides some support resources. We really encourage families to look into that. We are here for everybody. Please reach out, and uh, we want you know we want to give everyone a place uh, a, a place to belong. And um, I mean, of course, my situation is, uh, I mean, I I lost my child, so it's it's been very difficult, but I can say that um, even with that, there's there's a lot of purpose in Mm -hmm. what I I see a purpose in what I'm doing, and there's a lot of meaning, and as much as it's um, life-changing, there is also, it also motivates you to, to really do so much after that. Wow, yeah, that's that's great advice from both of you. Thank you. Uh, anything else that either of you would like to add before we conclude here today? I would just like to say thank you so much for having us. Um, the platform, the Cords platform, for me has been. I mean, seriously, a life changer for for our disease. We have learned so much in such a little amount of time that um, I just, I can't wait to share this information with researchers and industry. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Sophia, anything else you want to share before we end here today? Yeah, I'd just like to also thank you. I think uh, Quartz has been an amazing partner in this. I'm so happy about the data we are collecting and everything we're doing and everything we have coming up. I mean, I think that's wonderful. We are truly making a difference. So thank you so much. Yeah, and we're really glad to be here for you guys. We enjoy working with you and it's it's fun and exciting to see all of the things you're doing and some of the some of the things too that you're helping the Cords team to learn with and grow with too and expand. So we really enjoy having you guys as a partner. Um, so thank you again for um, joining me today. And if anybody wanted to reach out to you guys, how could they get a hold of you? Yes, go to curemido.org. Okay. Okay, and then they'd be able to get yeah. in contact with one of you. Perfect. They'd okay. Be able, right, yeah. They yeah. Our our email address is info at curemido.org as well. So yeah. and I please also, reach out. <laughs> I also want to add that we constantly post updates on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or on Facebook, uh, on Instagram too, sometimes, although less. But please, please follow us through all of those channels. Okay. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. The theme music for Chordscast is borrowed with permission from Scott Holmes's song, So Happy. To learn more about Sanford Research and our registry, Chords, visit us at sanfordresearch.org chords. We'd love to hear from you. 
Send us your questions, comments, stories, or feedback to chords at sanfordhealth.org. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sanford Chords. The content of Cast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. We'll see you next time on Cords Cast.